It's Friday, January 26th. Welcome to the AI Factor. I'm Noah Wave, your guide on this exciting journey through today's news. In today's news roundup, tensions rise in Texas as the Supreme Court sides with the Biden administration in the razor wire dispute along the Rio Grande. Governor Abbott defies the 24-hour deadline, escalating the conflict and attracting national attention. Alabama executes Kenneth Eugene Smith using nitrogen gas, sparking a debate on humane execution methods. GM Cruise faces U.S. probes over a dragging incident, raising safety concerns for autonomous vehicles. Forbes witnesses its first journalist walkout amid claims of rights undermining. The LA Times shocks the media industry with significant layoffs, reflecting challenges in the digital age. On a positive note, National Blood Drive Month sees a record number of Americans donating blood, showcasing generosity and compassion. Are you ready for a deep dive into the AI factor? Texas is doing is just very simple, and, and, and that is because the Biden administration has really, truly abdicated its responsibility to secure the border and enforce the laws, Texas very simply is securing the border. And so we put up the razor wire that you were talking about, Bill, and we put up all these barricades that actually have denied illegal entry. Uh, and as you pointed out also in that screen, that there are criminals coming across our border. Texas has a right as a state to stop criminals from coming into our state to make arrests of those criminals. Uh, and we have National Guard, as well as Texas Department of Public Safety officers who are there to make those arrests and to deny illegal entry. Mm -hmm. And Joe Biden actually does have an option here. Joe Biden's option is to enforce the laws of the United States. In the ongoing legal battle between the state of Texas and the Biden administration, the latest development involves a dispute over the removal of razor wire along the Rio Grande. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has refused to comply with a cease-and-desist letter from the federal government to remove the wire, which has led to escalating tensions between the state and the federal government. On January 24, 2024, the Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration, allowing Border Patrol to remove the razor wire. However, Texas soldiers have been blocking Border Patrol from a 2.5-mile stretch near Eagle Pass, further exacerbating the conflict. The situation is escalating rapidly, with the Biden administration setting a 24-hour deadline for Texas to allow Border Patrol to remove the barbed wire or face consequences. Despite the Supreme Court ruling and the threat of potential repercussions, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has stated that he is not backing down from the fight. The conflict has garnered significant attention, with many people following the developments closely. In a recent X post, Governor Abbott said, the Biden administration has set a deadline that expires today for Governor Greg Abbott to return control of the disputed areas at the Texas southern border to the federal government or face potential military intervention. The situation remains tense, with no clear resolution in sight. The outcome of this legal battle could have far-reaching implications for both border security and state-federal relations. Several states have announced their support for Texas in its border dispute with the federal government. These states include Florida, Virginia, Georgia, South Dakota, Tennessee, Alabama, Montana, Idaho, Utah, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Louisiana. Some of these states have also sent additional manpower and resources 
to aid Texas's mission against illegal crossings. Alabama executed a convicted murderer with nitrogen gas Thursday, putting him to death with a first-of-its-kind method that once again placed the U.S. at the forefront of the debate over capital punishment. The state said the method would be humane, but critics called it cruel and experimental. Officials said Kenneth Eugene Smith, 58, was pronounced dead at 8.25 p.m. at an Alabama prison after breathing pure nitrogen gas through a face mask to cause oxygen deprivation. It marked the first time that a new execution method has been used in the United States since lethal injection, now the most commonly used method, was introduced in 1982. This innovative method of execution has sparked controversy among critics who argue that it is inhumane and experimental. Supporters of the method, on the other hand, claim that it is a more humane alternative to other methods of execution, such as lethal injection, which has faced numerous challenges and controversies in recent years. The use of nitrogen gas in executions is intended to cause death by hypoxia, a condition in which the body is deprived of oxygen. Supporters of the method claim that it is a painless and peaceful way to die, as the individual loses consciousness within seconds and eventually dies due to a lack of oxygen. However, critics argue that the use of nitrogen gas in executions is experimental and that there is not enough research to support the claim that it is a humane method of execution. They also argue that there is a risk of botched executions and that the individual may suffer as a result. As the debate over capital punishment continues, the use of nitrogen gas in executions is likely to remain a controversial topic. It is important for the public to remain informed and to consider the arguments of both supporters and critics as the nation continues to grapple with this important issue. In a stunning development, GM Cruise's self-driving car unit is facing scrutiny from the U.S. Justice Department and the Securities and Exchange Commission over a dragging incident that occurred in October. The incident involved one of their robo-taxis striking a pedestrian and dragging her 20 feet, leading to widespread concern and calls for increased regulation of autonomous vehicles. In response to the incident, Cruz has vowed to reform its culture, citing a failure of leadership around the incident. The company commissioned a report, which revealed that there were significant shortcomings in their handling of the situation. Cruise employees were found to have focused on rebutting erroneous media stories rather than providing material facts to regulators, and they even attempted to convince the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration not to open a probe into the incident. The incident has created problems for other robo-taxi companies, including Alphabet's Waymo and Zooks, a unit of Amazon. Critics of robo-taxis, including the Teamsters Union, are calling for slowing the rollout of autonomous vehicles. California has already suspended the company's permission to operate autonomous vehicles in the state. GM Cruises CEO, Mary Barra, has defended the company's investment in the robo-taxi operation despite the incident and the resulting $8 billion in losses. However, as GM prepares to report its fourth quarter results on Jan. 30. Barra may face more questions from analysts about the future of Cruise. The incident underscores the importance of ensuring the safety of autonomous vehicles and the need for increased regulation and oversight. It remains to be seen how GM Cruise will address the concerns raised by the U.S. probes and whether the company can successfully reform its culture to prevent similar incidents from occurring in the future.
In a historic move, the unionized journalists at Forbes have staged their first ever walkout, sending shockwaves through the media industry. The three-day work stoppage, which began on January 25, 2024, was organized by the News Guild of New York in protest of what they claim are management's attempts to undermine their rights and slow contract negotiations. The journalists, who have been working without a contract for over two years, are demanding better pay, job security, and more transparency in the workplace. They also claim that management has been engaging in union-busting tactics, such as trying to block their members from protected union action. The walkout marks the first known work stoppage in the magazine's 106-year history, and it has garnered significant attention from the media and the public. The News Guild of New York, which represents nearly 6,000 media professionals and other employees at New York-area news organizations, has filed an unfair labor practice charge on behalf of the Forbes Union. As the strike continues, it remains to be seen how management will respond to the demands of the unionized journalists. However, this historic event has already sent a powerful message to the media industry, highlighting the importance of fair treatment and respect for workers' rights. The LA Times laid off a significant portion of their workforce. The once-revered newspaper, known for its commitment to journalistic integrity, made headlines for all the wrong reasons as they let go of over 100 employees. The layoffs came as a surprise to many, as the paper had not shown any signs of financial distress. However, it was revealed that the LA Times was facing economic pressures brought on by advertising and print readership declines. The decision to lay off so many employees was met with outrage from both the public and the employees themselves. Many took to social media to express their frustration and disappointment, with some even calling for a boycott of the paper. The LA Times Guild, which represents the paper's employees, released a statement condemning the layoffs and calling for the paper to reconsider its decision. They argued that the layoffs would have a devastating effect on the paper's ability to produce quality journalism. Despite the backlash, the LA Times stood by its decision, stating that it was necessary in order to ensure the paper's long-term viability. The paper also promised to provide support and resources to the employees who were affected by the layoffs. The LA Times layoffs have sparked a larger conversation about the state of journalism in the digital age. Many have pointed out that the decline in print readership and the rise of digital media have made it increasingly difficult for traditional newspapers to stay afloat. As the dust settles on this unfortunate event, only time will tell what the future holds for the LA Times and its employees. For now, the paper must work to regain the trust of its readers and prove that it is still committed to delivering quality journalism. A record number of Americans are rolling up their sleeves and donating blood during National Blood Drive Month this January 2024. This annual event, held each January, is a time to celebrate the life-saving impact of blood and platelet donors and encourage more people to join in the cause. In fact, the American Red Cross has reported a significant increase in blood donations this January, with many first-time donors stepping up to help save lives. This surge in donations is a testament to the generosity and compassion of the American people.
who recognize the critical need for blood products in hospitals and medical facilities across the country. National Blood Drive Month is an important time to raise awareness about the ongoing need for blood donations. Every two seconds, someone in the United States needs blood, and one donation can potentially save up to three lives. By donating blood, individuals are making a tangible difference in the lives of their fellow citizens, and their selfless actions are helping to ensure that hospitals and medical professionals have the resources they need to provide essential care. In addition to the record-breaking number of donations, this year's National Blood Drive Month has also seen an increase in the number of blood drives and community events organized by local organizations, schools, and businesses. These events provide a convenient and accessible way for people to donate blood and contribute to the cause. As National Blood Drive Month draws to a close, it is important to remember that the need for blood donations continues year-round. If you are able to donate blood, please consider doing so and help save lives in your community. Donating blood is an incredible act of kindness that can truly make a difference in someone's life. By giving just one pint of blood, you have the power to save up to three lives. Imagine the impact you can make by donating blood regularly. Blood donors are the real MVPs. As we wrap up this episode of The AI Factor, we want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to all of you, our loyal listeners, for joining us on this fascinating journey through the news. If you've enjoyed today's exploration, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes. We always welcome your thoughts, questions, and intriguing stories. Feel free to reach out to us at podcast at afactor.news. Our mission is to provide unbiased perspectives and steer clear of political bias. We aim to deliver the facts directly to you so you can stay informed and make your own judgments. We'll be back on Monday with more exciting content, so don't forget to tune in. Stay curious, stay informed, and remain vigilant in the ever-changing world of news. Until we meet again, this is Noah Wave, signing off. <laughs>